Welcome to Positive Reaction Podcast. My name is Danielle C. Aguilar, better known as Dr. D. My name is Dr. Edwin Serrano, better known as Dr. Pepper, and we are not your average physical therapist, and we will get you ready to react at any given moment. We are here to question healthcare to help you make the best decision to get back to your active lifestyle. Right. Welcome back to our podcast. Po- podcast. Positive reaction podcast. Number 13. Number 14. 13 or 14. Oh, jeez. I don't know. I think it's 14. We're up there. Yes. Double digits for sure. Yes. So, I know most of you listening are probably elite level athletes or good athletes, and you CrossFit or you um, play sports, and the first move thing around. you. Or you move around. Right? <laughs> move Weekend faster warrior. Than slow. And the first thing you reach for after a run or after you lift mm. is probably a lacrosse ball. Foam roller. Or a foam roller. Or those hypervolts, hyper ice. The Theragun. Theragun. Right. So that's the new fad, right? The Theragun. Mm, that mm-hmm. is a new fad. Mm-hmm. Everybody goes, spends $500 on this gun. There's some cheap ones. And, yeah, okay, 100 bucks. <laughs> and then you go and then you stick it on your thigh and you're like, oh, it's sore. <laughs> and you just... <laughs> right? <laughs> You're going to be sore. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm already sore. (laughs) Anyways, so we wanted to talk a little bit about that and how Mm -hmm. maybe, like, when is the right time? When is the wrong time? Should should you you even use it? Should you even use it? Yeah. Like, should you seek help? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mentally, physically, emotionally, should you seek help? Should you seek help? (laughs) Yes. Should you? That's pretty funny. Um, Okay. So, Danielle. Do you foam roll? Do you lacrosse ball? That's, you totally... Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny you asked me that. Because I typically... You know, I use a foam roller. And I use it mostly because it's almost like a substitute. Or in place of. Mm-hmm. But not necessarily. I sometimes, like, I'll do that as a quick... Let me just make sure I've done something. Mm-hmm. And then I go and do more dynamic stretches. So okay. it's not... I shouldn't say substitute. I will um, use it as a vehicle to set me up for more... Um, I wouldn't say more in-depth stretching. But really help me prime my muscles is the word I'm looking for mm-hmm. to start my dynamic stretches. So yes, I foam roll. I won't use that as my end-all be-all. Mm-hmm. But I will... Uh, facilitate to I will facilitate it to my normal dynamic stretches so when would you recommend someone not foam row oh man so first thing that comes to mind is a hamstring strain Mm -hmm. an acute setting so Mm -hmm. what's the definition of acute you know it can be anywhere from right now to what we're gonna gauge between three days three to four days days, days. yeah roughly um that's still in the acute stage Mm -hmm. I wouldn't recommend using foam rolling at that point just Mm -hmm. because it's in the healing stage uh, let me think. But then someone would say, but by foam rolling, I'm going to promote blood flow to my strain hamstring. This is true. You do want to promote blood flow, so they're not wrong. However, you know, when you think of, you're diving into what is foam rolling, mm-hmm. right? And what, or not even what is it, but what is it doing for you? Does it facilitate blood flow? One, some, it's arguable. It, it can help facilitate something. Mm-hmm. And blood flow is something that can, can occur, but I don't mm-hmm. think it's like a direct Result. If you foam roll, you're going to have increased blood flow. That's not necessarily what I'm. What I think. Mm-hmm. Would you Would you agree or disagree? Uh, I would agree to disagree. 
Oh, you're the worst. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you can go down different avenues with foam rolling. And I, mm-hmm. I lean either way with it. I'm not like, don't ever do it. Or I'm not like, you should always do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There, there so, has to be a fine line of like, okay, this is when you should do it. This is when you shouldn't do it. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, with the the shouldn't do it, I'm, I'm going to stay in the realm of like the acute injury, even mm. though there can be some, you know, some benefit from Mm -hmm. that blood flow that you mentioned but Mm -hmm. i don't think it's something that you necessarily want to turn to right away so that's kind of where i would lean to lean towards maybe not that early on Mm -hmm. once you've already gotten past that acute stage and you i i would address it in a different um i would approach the hamstring string if we just stick to that that injury Mm -hmm. um in a different way Mm -hmm. foam rolling wouldn't be my Mm go-to now for you when wouldn't you use it so, I mean, I think in CrossFit or any, I mean, any, any sport, you know, we're that quick moves. to, yeah, we, we're quick to go reach for a foam roller lacrosse ball or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I would say if you're doing it to get out of pain and to get you through the lifts mm-hmm. or through the movements or through the run and you're still in pain the next day, mm-hmm. it's probably not a good thing that you're doing is foam rolling so it may be affecting you that's a good badly point. right so Some people do that so if you're just foam rolling lacrosse balling uh, <laughs> thera gunning uh just to what help. do you say when you're balling <laughs> whenever you're doing that with 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 those things and you're trying to get out of pain or discomfort uh only to evoke what we call like transient change right that uh-huh. change that's only temporary and good then it gets you through that day or it gets you through that workout, and the next day you're still hurting the same or more, it's probably not a great time to be using the lacrosse ball. That's a good point. I think it's almost like you're using it as a... I was going to say a beard, <laughs> uh, masking to mask your pain. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. or, or yeah. So to make sure that, Oh, I can get through it right now. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good point. I mean, I, I mean, didn't think of it mostly because I don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we don't do it as physical therapists, but I think most people, I mean, I have a lot of athletes that come in and, and they're like, yeah, I was like having pain. And then I stuck a lacrosse ball in between my shoulder blades and now I have numbness and tingling you know down what? my arm. That is very true. <laughs> like, and I, I was just like, but you're right. You're right. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I use a baseball, whatever yeah. I can find a corner of the yeah. you know, edge of a wall, whatever. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Shoot, I, I, so don't do it then. You know, I, I think it's because it's overemphasized. It, it's been overemphasized, I think for about 10 or 15 years, right? As long yeah. as the, the, these things have been around, I think it's something that was cool. It was a fad. And now let's, Let's let's f and do it all the time, right? Sure. And and so you you go to we know like practitioners that all they do is they'll give you a foam roll, okay, foam roll your quad or foam roll, but like you don't know if that person has a nerve injury, right? Right. So like when I go do a shoulder clinic or a hip clinic or anything like that, you know I, I educate them like if you're getting numbness, tingling, or if your pain's not getting better, it's probably not the right thing to do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to mess with that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You, you, let's say you don't know anything about mm-hmm. injuries and all of a sudden you just feel numbness in your hand. The last thing you want to do is try and make it, not even make it worse, but dig further in. Mm-hmm. And then if you feel those symptoms increase, why would you push further into yeah. it? You know? But mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's it's one of those things like it hurts so good mm-hmm. is what some people would say and there's a time and place for it but when you already present with symptoms like you're mentioning yeah. numbness tingling radiating symptoms things like that i feel that those are things that you don't want to dive yeah. into like you ask somebody yeah I, I think another one that i've seen a lot 
is when someone will have knee pain or quad pain and the first thing they do is they roll a barbell on their quad mm. and they just yeah, keep quad rolling smash. yeah quad smash and they keep rolling it out which is cool but like you don't know if you have femoral nerve irritation you don't know if like are you gonna irritate it further and yeah. then these people that do that then they'll come in like i'm in a lot of pain i can't move and like, what did you do? Oh, I stuck a barbell on my thigh. Right. Okay. I That's mean. a good point. I, <laughs> I can't say I haven't done that, but I don't think I've done it to that extent. Yeah. I, re- I feel like that's something that um, it goes back to your main point of addressing it quickly to mm-hmm. just get through the workout. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't think that people should be doing that. Yeah. Uh, For that reason, you know, like the whole, we keep going back to like the nerve entrapment and yeah. stuff like that. You have nerves everywhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And a fun fact is there's, uh, what, 45 miles. If you were to stretch out your nerves, it's 45 miles worth of nerves that cover your entire body. Body. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing like a quad smash or sticking that, like, whoa, sticking that lacrosse ball in between your shoulder blades, there is benefit. But mm-hmm. if you're experiencing those symptoms that you're talking about, don't do it. Ask. Leave a comment. <laughs> Before you seek help. <laughs> no, well... I just it just came to mind um you know I, I work next to a gym right and one of the trainers uh, we know really well mm-hmm. um he he was dealing with knee pain and it was so funny because he was coming for a couple of visits and then he stopped coming and i kept on asking me how's your knee man it still hurts but it man but it feels so good when i theragun it like i put the gun <laughs> to it it feels so good okay he's like but i mean i'm getting through it like that's all i need to do like i'll theragun it I'm like, no <laughs> That's not what you do. That is not what you do. Especially with like, you know, when you think about athletes that are trying to train as hard mm. as this guy that we're talking about or female, um, you, I, the, the conversation, and this is going to go on a different tangent really quick. Mm. The conversation that I always want to, or that I really use often is mm. longevity. Yeah. Right. If mm-hmm. you're trying to create a career out of this or honestly just stay healthy. Yeah. Those are things that you don't want to do. And a lot of times athletes never want to hear this phrase. Mm-mm. Stop moving. Or, or, you know, you need to stop whatever it is you're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Those four letters are the devil. Mm-hmm. Right. S-T-O-P. Don't you, you don't you can't tell me to stop playing. Yeah. I'm guilty of it. I'm sure I mean, you're we've guilty done it, of it. Yeah. yeah. All the time. And, and, you know, in hindsight, everything's 2020. Yeah. Like, if you hurt yourself more, it's like, damn it, I should have listened to my body. Right. Yeah. And so now, you know, man, this I have this annoying ankle pain, mm-hmm. for example, using you as an example, and you could have done things differently in the past. Granted, mm-hmm. it's different now, but, you know, I'll use myself as an example. Underwent, in, you know, uh, uh, issue or had a surgery and then quick to follow, I fractured my wrist. And mm-hmm. so my thought was if I tape it tight enough, yeah, I won't feel it. Yeah. That was the stupidest thing I've ever done. If I tape it tight enough... It won't move, and I won't feel it. Exactly, and that's the that was my that was the mindset of an athlete mm-hmm. just trying to play, just trying to get through. Exactly, and now I experience numbness and tingling in my pinky, in intermittently. Yeah, I'll just out of nowhere. I'm like, great, I, you yeah. know, I did this to myself. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, nerve entrapment, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Don't try and smash your quad mm-hmm. if you have these symptoms that are radiating or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? Drop a comment below. <laughs> I think the other thing, too, that comes to mind is, like, an athlete, what, what do you do? Uh, what You foam roll, you lacrosse ball, you throw a gun to, right, to evoke a change in, like, elasticity or, like, warm-up, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you're trying to, like, 
stick a crossbar on the back of your shoulder blade to gain more overhead movement. So you're like, ah, you know, you're, yeah. you're trying to loosen up your shoulders. But then I've dealt with so many athletes that do that, stick a crossbar on the back of their shoulders, but they already have too much mobility, but their shoulders hurt. So then there has no, to be, true. there has to be, and like, do you fit in a category where you have too much mobility and you need stability, but you keep on promoting mobility because you're stretching <laughs> and you're a crossbar or you're foam rolling? Slow that down, guys. Listen to it again because it's important. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. So, you know, when, when you're sticking a crossbar or a foam roll somewhere and you are trying to mobilize that area, yet you already have increased mobility, like you have good shoulder overhead mobility. And you keep on doing that because you have shoulder pain, then you may not have a mobility issue. You might have more of a stability issue. Meaning, right. are you strong enough in that position to get you overhead, right? And for that example, like an Olympic weightlifter. So I have so many of those, those athletes that come in, like, yeah, I stick a lacrosse ball. And then I look at their shoulder and they're like, you know, looking like, <laughs> um, I don't know. Just, Demonstrate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just no, I mean, they have so much mobility. And I'm like, yeah, like, stop doing that right there's no need and it's funny i have and how long does it last do they tell you for what like when they're like oh i stick a lacrosse ball and it feels better for two minutes yeah Mm -hmm. i mean yeah you know like like the temporary relief yeah temporary relief gets me through the lift but then it's it's comes back and i catch over and then it's two months on the road like i guess i'll call edwin and then they come (laughs) in and i look at them and then they have like 130 degrees of external rotation yeah and i'm like hmm maybe You have too much mobility, not enough strength in those positions. Right. So it, it's funny because I tell these athletes, okay, stop foam rolling, stop lacrosse, balling. And <laughs> never sounds right. Stop theragunning. Stop theragunning. Um, and it's funny because they're so used to doing it for years, and then they stop doing it, and then they just start doing like specific exercises, mm-hmm. and then they get better, and they're like, oh, oh. wow. <laughs> that response, that's, oh. Oh. So that's what I should have been doing this whole time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, one other thing that we didn't mention, and I have it here in front mm-hmm. of me, uh, is flossing. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever done it? Like with our teeth? Yes. <laughs> that too, which you should. <laughs> um, no, the other flossing. Like nerve flossing? Or and like voodoo flossing? Voodoo flossing. So I've never done it. I get a lot of athletes that do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've thought about adding it to my practice, but I think it would also take away from what I offer. Sure. And, but... <laughs> No, I mean the way I see it is if they're gonna floss, they're gonna floss on their own. I'm not gonna spend their. I'm I'm not gonna be there ten minutes Uh um, of their one hour time with me flossing when they're gonna do it on their own. So I prefer to give them something that's more specific to what I can offer. Um, So I decided not to add that to what I do. I don't can't say that I know a lot about it, but I know enough about it that again, if you overdo it, you're compressing, you're decreasing blood flow sometimes to it. You may cause nerve compression just like anything else sure and yeah, then yeah. you take it off and then you may have continued numbness or tingling or something true mm-hmm. yeah those are that's actually good to hear mm-hmm. because i use it yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's why i wanted to ask you <laughs> it's funny because you know you when i think of voodoo flossing it's like the bottom of the barrel yeah and then you have um uh like a knockoff version of the the owens blood flow restriction mm-hmm. like you have a step down from like the katsu is the first thing that comes to mind mm-hmm. it's a it's a good tool to use yeah, yeah. and then you have the owens recovery bfr unit yeah voodoo flossing is down yeah, in the, the bottom, bottom. Yeah, but yeah. it is a version of um it is it's a, it is a version of 
um, restricting the blood mm-hmm. flow. So what you're saying makes sense. There is some effects that could occur. Mm-hmm. I don't argue with it. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, I do think it is an appropriate tool to implement, especially when you're trying to decrease the impact on your joints mm-hmm. and still create a worthy workout. Yeah. Right. And I use it so as you get a more out of it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I can use it as a, a facilitator right before I start doing some type of heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. Um, I typically like to use it for, uh, like a, a, a knee primer, if you will. Like I will, wrap around my knees exactly and help facilitate that it's less impact it has that compression component i'm Mm -hmm. looking for i've used it for ulnar nerve entrapment and Mm -hmm. i've had some good results from it and you know there's a there's a arbitrary number that has been researched heavily um and you don't occlude for any more than six minutes Mm -hmm. and in between that time you have a rep scheme of anywhere between 15 to 30 reps and then you kind of repeat that um and i've seen some good things with it And, and mostly because you're occluding that blood flow and when you're when you're moving let's just use elbow flexion mm-hmm. right so you're doing what it was called a or what is called a bicep curl mm-hmm. lightweight and i i do apply from bottom up mm-hmm. and then i have them go through the motion in a fluid manner mm-hmm. uh take a brief break and then some discolorations noticed mm-hmm. and then what is happening is that blood flow is occluded and mm-hmm. then when you uh, unwrap it what's happening is you're getting an increase, increase of in blood, blood flow, flow. Mm-hmm. okay and that's kind of you know what you're trying to do when you get this increase of blood flow you're getting all these good proteins Mm -hmm. to the affected area so i find it of benefit especially when i'm working with overhead athletes specific to my pitchers um they tend to really benefit from it so you know on your end i hear where you're coming from. no no 100 percent but it's but, funny because I like to use it yeah. and it's from a different realm. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? And like I'm not saying that I I wouldn't use it. I just for for me as the way that I practice, it's just like I do other things. Like I'm more manual, yeah. hands on. Oh, like, for sure. So that's kind of where I come from, but it doesn't mean that I wouldn't add it. Like I've thought about adding blood flow restriction training to my, my Oh, I'm so about that. You know? And but at the same time I'm like, okay, totally. another thing that I could do but I'm already doing so much and I, I you know um, at some point I don't want it to be just about all the other things that we do and I sure. want it to be about because at the end of the day it's about exercise and changing our habits and changing mm-hmm. how we do what mm-hmm. we do so in, in my in my way of thinking is if I add too much to the toolbox sometimes within that one hour then how much can they get out of it in that one hour if I'm doing all that's fair yeah you know when you and, and that kind of speaks to like and I think we can both agree mm-hmm. on the approach is it being very deliberate yeah. if I'm going to go down this blood flow restriction restriction route I'm mm-hmm. going to stick to it and yeah. see if in fact this is going to help exactly. you you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah. and for you you know I, this is just based on you know your you're very well versed in manual therapy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. capable of doing it, but I will say that you have a lot of that. I mean, that's kind of what you specialize, or that's not, that is what you specialize in. Yeah. So what I'm getting at is, is you would go down that avenue and be deliberate about doing it, mm-hmm. is what you're saying. Yes. Or is that correct? Yes, yes, yes. All right, yes. good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, like I, and like I said, there's a great time to do something and a bad time to do something. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. you, like if you say you follow proper prescription, pro, you know, you don't occlude your elbow for an hour, then <laughs> you're probably going to be okay. Right. right so, yeah. so there's ways to do things, ways to not, when to lacrosse ball, when to foam roll, when to not. So that's pretty much the conversation that we're trying to have here is mm-hmm. look at your symptoms, know what you're dealing with. If you're having increased pain for a prolonged period of time, that's probably not helping you. It's good to get it checked or get it evaluated, whatever it is that you're dealing with. I think that's a good summary Mm -hmm. and also you know you mentioned when to use it and when not to use it and i think you mentioned a really good thing if you notice that you have a lot of mobility (laughs) 
right? Don't go and try to continue to use that foam roller or lacrosse ball. You know, as Edwin says, lacrosse balling, theragunning. I definitely think going seeking out, you know, medical help or per medical help. Musculoskeletal assessments. Yes. Huh? Right? Yeah. To help facilitate stabilization. Maybe <laughs> yes. what you're doing is further irritating the area and you shouldn't. Exactly. Right? That is definitely the conversation we're having. I just wanted to highlight that because you had a good point. Awesome. Well, I think that sums this up. Yeah. I think so. Perfect. Oh, we'll catch you next week for the next episode. Thanks oh, for listening. Yeah, I'm sorry. Thanks for listening. I did want to provide the segue for our next episode. Oh, what is it? So we already kind of addressed different methods of in of, of how to promote mobility. Mm -hmm. um, it is another way to help facilitate blood flow, and it's called trigger point dry needling. Ooh. So stay tuned for that. Should be fun. Until next time, guys. Remember, this is Positive Reaction Podcast. This is Dr. D. And Dr. Serrano, where, where you, you come, come first. first.